Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks. It's Jay Zawoski here with you. Lockdown Blackhawks is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm recording this from the past. I'm actually in Arizona this week, so I'll be doing some best of podcasts. You'll hear from some past guests. You'll hear some interviews I recorded last week. You might hear some extra uh, extended dance mix editions of some mailbag episodes. So that's how it's going to be for this week as I am out of town. If any big news breaks, I have brought minimal equipment to cover it. Like if Jeremy Cowton gets fired or Stan Bowman gets fired or something like that, I'll be able to handle it. But uh, the plan for this week, like I said before, is to just kind of do some best of stuff and some longer form Q&A sort of things. So with today's episode, I'm going to bring you my interview with Olympic gold medalist Kendall Coyne. This was recorded right before the All-Star break. If you recall, the women participated in the All-Star game. There was a three-on-three U.S. women versus Canada women game, and then they uh, participated in the skills competition as well. So you'll hear Kendall talk about that a little bit. You'll hear her talk about uh, her experience in last season's All-Star game. And, of course, she'll talk about the documentary As Fast as Her on the Chicago Blackhawks website. First, I want to tell you how to get in touch with the podcast, as always. 708-653-0572, 708-653-0572, email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You can follow my personal account at jayzawaski670, and of course, my Madhouse Chicago hockey podcast at Madhouse Pod. Thanks for tuning in to this best of edition of Lockdown Blackhawks. I will be back with my regular schedule of shows next week, but for the time being, enjoy this conversation with Olympic gold medalist and Chicagoland native Kendall Coyne. My guest on Lockdown Blackhawks is Olympic gold medalist Kendall Coyne. You can follow her on Twitter at Kendall Coyne and check out the brand new documentary. It's called As Fast as Her, documenting Kendall's career in hockey and her appearance in last year's All-Star Game. Kendall, thanks so much for taking some time out for the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me, Jay. Well, I watched the documentary and I loved it. It was tremendous. As the father of a nine-year-old girl who is softball-obsessed, it's great to see, you know, kind of the support you had from your parents getting into hockey and, uh, you know, the fact that there was no push against that you wanted to do what was, you know, air quotes, a boy thing. How important to you was the support of your parents when you started playing hockey at a young age? Yeah, I, I just would first like to say, you know, I was so honored when the Blackhawks approached me and wanted to do this documentary over a year ago. Um, they traveled coast to coast to make it happen and followed me around for a year. So a lot of time, a lot of energy uh, was spent by the Blackhawks. And you know, I'm so honored that they shared my story. And, you know, my story is very relevant to a lot of girls who grew up, um, you know, playing a sport that was, you know, always depicted as a man. Um, you know, a lot of us had older brothers and we were told, you know, hockey's not for girls. And, you know, we see that narrative changing. We see so many girls picking up hockey because they want to play hockey, not because their brother's playing hockey. And um, so to have the support of my parents, and my family was everything because most people outside of that circle was telling me not to play hockey and go play sports that normal girls play. So uh, it was incredibly important for me to have the support of my family um, through it all. There's a moment in the documentary where one of your former teammates and former Blackhawk, Ryan Hartman, talks about how it wasn't a big deal to a lot of the players that you were on the team. I know it was a big adjustment for you having to have separate locker rooms, and Cammy Granato sort of spoke to that as well. But it seems like a lot of the players, a lot of the teammates you had were pretty supportive and didn't treat it like a big deal. 
Yeah, and, and I alluded to it in the documentary. As I got higher um, in level with my youth career, um, that's when I noticed uh, the, the boys didn't really care. They were, you know, they realized I was there to work just like, just like they were. Um, it was more so during my younger younger uh, years when I would really hear the, the critics come out and, you know, hit her because she's a girl and she doesn't belong here. And, you know, guys like Ryan Hartman, uh, Vinny Henestrosa, uh, I, w- I was really fortunate to grow up in the Chicagoland area with some very, very talented boys. And uh, they respected me like I was one of them. And, um, you know, I give a lot of credit to them because, um, you know, if I didn't have their support and, you know, they gave me a hard time. I don't know if I would have loved the game as much as I did when I was on the ice with them. And even to this day, we, we play in that Chicago Pro Hockey League in the summer together, and um, they don't say boo about me being out there. Well, look, hockey is a sport that is always growing, and I know some of our podcast listeners might not know the story. Last year, during the All-Star Game in San Jose, Kendall, you were chosen to participate in the fastest skater competition Sort of unexpectedly, can you tell the story for those that might not know it, how that came to be? Yeah, absolutely, Jay. So um, I was going to San Jose to demonstrate the accuracy shooting uh, drill. Uh, this, that wouldn't have been on TV. It would have been before the men did the competition, and we were demonstrating for the crowd at the SAP Center in San Jose. And uh, a day before, uh, Nathan McKinnon got hurt, uh, and he was unable to skate. And I had rehearsed the events with the other three women who were at in San Jose. We rehearsed all of the events, just a really fun testing, making sure everything was going well to test the events. And, of course, for those that know me, speed is definitely the asset of my game. And, um, you know, the favorite part, you know, my favorite part about hockey is going fast. And um, so I jumped in the fastest skater to demonstrate that one. And, um, you know, I had a time. And little did I know from the night before the skills competition to the moment I received a call four hours before, um, you know, McKinnon got hurt. And, you know, the NHL, the NHLPA, and the players uh, were discussing having me compete. And I got a call from Patrick Burke from the NHL four hours before saying, you're going to be the first woman to compete in the NHL All-Star Skills Competition. Uh, And if you watch the documentary, I, I, I said it in there, but I almost fell on the floor. I called my mom, I called my dad, and called my husband and, and my best friend, and I said, you guys might want to watch this tonight. Um, you know, history's going to be made, and i got to get going. <laughs> uh, so that's that's kind of how it all went down, and uh, it really took uh, the hockey world by storm. Well, your mom describing the scene was great. I'm not going to spoil it, but make sure you catch the documentary. If you've not seen it yet, you can find it on all the Blackhawks social media ch- channels. Check Kendall's documentary, As Fast As Her, uh, presented and produced by the Blackhawks. I want to go back a little bit. You mentioned that they came to you a year ago. I'm assuming that th- this whole idea was spurred by your performance at the All-Star Game. Is that correct to assume? Uh, you know, I, you can assume that. But then, in addition, if you go back to 2018 when four of my teammates were invited to Tampa, Hillary Knight unofficially took second to Brian Boyle in the accuracy shooting. And then last year, Brianna Decker took second to Leon Dreisaitl in the premier passer unofficially because they were demonstrating not competing. How? And then, of course, I placed seventh out of eighth, um, beating Clayton Keller of the Arizona Coyotes. So, you know, in each opportunity we've had to showcase our skills in the competition, we, we seized that opportunity. So you can say it was my skate, but I think it was a combination of, of all the women who've been involved uh, the last two All-Star weekends, and here we are. It's the third weekend in a row, and we're going to be playing three-on-three three tonight, which is excellent, and I think 
what makes me so excited about tonight is seeing 20 women incorporated in, into this weekend. Um, you know, and, and I talked about the skills that, you know, Hillary Knight possessed and Brianne Decker and me skating. And, you know, by playing three on three, we finally get to play hockey. We get to put that skating and shooting and passing all together and, and play a game. And then for those that don't know, in the women's game, we, we actually haven't played three on three. Uh, internationally, our rules, our overtime rules have been four on four. Uh, so this is the first time we'll be playing three on three against, um, you know, our arch rivals team Canada. And uh, I think it's, it's going to be a blast. Um, and then this coming world championship, the rules have changed to three on three. So this is really the test event for us. It's Lockdown Blackhawks. Jay Zawoski here. We took a brief time out, but now back to our conversation with Kendall Coyne. Before the break, we were discussing her participation and the women's participation in this year's All-Star Game. I cannot wait to watch it. I have long been a fan of the women's game because guess what? It's the same exact game. There's really nothing different between the men's and women's games aside from the women wear cages. And I truly believe, and I've said this for a couple years, that hockey will be the first sport that the gender barrier is broken. I think there will be a woman in the NHL within the next 10, 15 years. I know Manon Raum got a chance as a, in the preseason as a goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning in what was that, the 90s or even the 80s when she got a chance? 92. 92, yeah. I, I feel like the game itself translates well. You've shown you have the speed to keep up with NHL players, all-star players, no less. The players you mentioned earlier with the in the shooting competition can hang with NHL players. For a woman to play in the NHL, what would be the biggest on-ice hurdle to overcome? Uh, it, I would say it would be the physicality of the game, um, you know, the size difference of some players. Um, but I would say overall the physicality. And that doesn't mean the women's game isn't physical. Um, you know, I'm definitely an undersized player, and I can speak to the physicality of the game. And um, But I think, you know, that the, the size difference and the physicality difference uh, could could play a role for some players. Do you think it is realistic that a woman could break the gender barrier and play in the league? Hey, the sky's the limit. If you told me five years ago that I'd be the first <laughs> woman to compete in the NHL All-Star Skills Competition and I would beat someone, I you know I, I don't know what I would tell you. You know, and here we are today. Kendall, I want to ask you this. When you found out, I'm sure at the moment when you were processing that you were going to participate in the Fastest Skater Contest, you didn't really realize, or maybe it didn't even cross your mind with the you know, having to get ready for it, prepared mentally and physically and all those things, the impact that that had on people watching and and the impact it had on little girls and, and even boys that play hockey saying like, wow, these girls, they can play with us. There's no difference. Did you realize at the time or maybe in the moments following what a huge moment that was for you, for you and for people watching? Yeah, before I skated, I didn't really want to think about, you know, the magnitude <laughs> of, of course the moment because I didn't want the pressure to to take over what I know I could do uh, however I had a feeling uh, it was it was going to catch the hockey roll by storm and I think what was so amazing was hearing from so many young people boys and girls uh, who picked up the sport for the first time or and you know this is alluded to in the documentary you know I want to skate as fast as her and um, you know I heard from so many um, adults as well who said they started playing hockey a lot of women who said you know I didn't have the opportunity to play hockey when I was a kid uh, and I really I saw you skate and I wanted to pick up the game and you know my skating is getting better do you have any tips for me and so it definitely inspired a lot of people to 
whether it was try the sport of hockey, be inspired to, you know, be fast or whatever it might be. But um, it was really, really special to see how many people it inspired. And it was just me doing something I've been doing since I was three years old. Um, so that's what was really cool about it. And I can't wait to see all these young girls that were inspired by that moment, you know, continue to chase their dreams because, you know, it's, it's, it's hard when you don't have as many role models um, as accessible as, you know, maybe a young boy who continuously sees his favorite player on TV every night uh, in the NHL. Uh, you know, we don't have that platform. So that's why this platform that we have tonight uh, to showcase our game is so important because, uh, you know, this is a unique opportunity for a lot of young girls specifically to see the women's game that they've never seen before. I think one of my favorite moments from the documentary was Billie Jean King talking about the pressure you must have been feeling, you know, almost like to not screw it up. You can either, you know, perfect the moment or screw up the moment. And for me, just knowing my personality, that's exactly what I would be thinking is, oh, my God, don't screw this up. Was there any doubt in your mind that you'd be able to do it? And was there that fear of, oh, my gosh, what if this goes wrong? Was there a fear of a, of a setback even? Uh, I didn't have doubt that I couldn't do it. Um, you know, I, I, especially for, I say that's all kids. You have to believe in yourself. That's the first step in achieving your dreams is believing in yourself. Um, you know, so I, I definitely believed in myself in that moment. I just felt the pressure of our sport, the weight of the weight right. of our sport on my shoulders in the terms of, you know, don't, don't fall, don't stumble. Um, you have to have a clean run. You know, the score will take care of itself, but have a clean run because the narrative will change to I told you so. Girls and women can't even skate in a circle, and they think they, they want to be called hockey players. Um, you know, and so that was, that was the one thing that did go through my mind was just have a clean run. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Our conversation with Kendall Coyne, Olympic gold medalist, continues. Well, I want to applaud the NHL for, first of all, you know, three years in a row now having the women participating in the All-Star Game. What do you think, from here, what could the NHL do to be a better partner to the women's game? What are some changes that they can make? What are some things they could help with to to advance women's hockey? Yeah, there's, we have a long way to go in women's hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the NHL, have, they've been great partners. And, you know, I, I also want to um, tip my hockey helmet to them for the last three years and, you know, taking it a step farther this year, incorporating 20 women and activating us along the St. Louis community um, while we've been here. Um, and, you know, I think when we have the rivalry series games coming up here and the NHL is a big partner in those uh, we play in Canada on February 3rd, 5th, and then in addition to Anaheim on February 8th, all those games are live on NHL Network, so people can watch us play there. Um, and they had a big partnership in that and making those games happen. This is the only this is only the second year in a row uh, the rivalry series has taken place, and we asked for more programming a few years back, and uh, you know USA Hockey and the NHL and Hockey Canada came together and made this rivalry series, which is extremely exciting. Um, you know, and I think, you know, we all would love to see, um, you know, a more sustainable structure for women uh, in professional hockey. I think that's the next big step. And, you know, I want a young girl to grow up knowing that they can make a living playing this game just like 
just like the, the young boy that's sitting next to him in, in school drawing, you know, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves on their notebook saying, I want to be them. Um, you know, I want these young girls to know they can grow up and, um, you know, not being the Olympic Games, the, the pinnacle. You know, we want professional hockey. We want it to incorporate, you know, 200-plus players, not just 23 on a national team. Check out the documentary tonight at 5.30 on NBC Sports Chicago, As Fast As Her, produced by the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the Kendall Coyne story, I guess you can call it. Then tonight, the three-on-three USA versus Canada game. Kendall Coyne will be playing in that. It's going to be amazing. Go to SchofieldFamilyFoundation.com for information on their second annual golf outing. That's Thursday, July 2nd, 2020 at Silver Lake Country Club in Orland Park. Email SchofieldFF at gmail.com for more information. Kendall, thank you so much for joining me. I just want to say thank you for all you're doing for girls in sports, not just hockey, but sports all, all, all over the map. And, uh, you know, I think when we look back and – 20, 25 years, that's when we're really going to be able to appreciate the legacy you're leaving behind. So as a father of a little girl, I want to say thank you, and, and thank you for taking some time out for Lockdown Blackhawks today. Well, thank you, Jay, and thank you for sharing my story, and I appreciate it. Um, you know, there's no place like home, so I really, really appreciate all the support. And, you know, we'll keep pushing, and we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep moving mountains together, so thank you. That was Olympic gold medalist Kendall Coyne joining us here on Locked on Blackhawks. Thank you to Kendall so much for her time. That came together really quickly, and I know it's an incredibly busy time of year for her, so great to catch up with Kendall Coyne, a Payless Heights native. I lived there for a while. Uh, make sure you check out the documentary, As Fast as Her, on all the Blackhawks social media channels and, of course, on chicagoblackhawks.com. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Kendall Coyne from back before the All-Star Game. Uh, Chicago native should make all hockey fans and all you know people from the area very proud of what she's accomplished and uh, even now off the ice all the things she's doing to help advance the game of hockey not just for girls but for everybody making it uh, something that everyone has access to everyone can learn to play regardless of age regardless of sex uh, it's, a, it's a great game and the more people that play it the better in my opinion so thanks for listening to this best of edition of Locked On Blackhawks. My name is Jay Zawoski. Locked On Blackhawks is part of the Locked On Podcast Network.